What's up, guys? Rick here with your DFS preview for this week's WGC match play. This is my favorite event of the year. It is the one where strategy matters the most. It's probably going to be the longest show of the year, so strap in and get ready. There are going to be a large percentage of players who build lineups incorrectly, and the edge is going to be bigger than ever. So what I ask for you, uh, hit the like button for me. It goes a long way, and quite honestly, I think this might be the most valuable video that I put out each and every year. So I'm absolutely stoked for it. And there's a lot to get through. Real quick, let's look back at last week's Honda Classic. Matt Jones wins, which is always a little bit wonky when the optimal, you know, the optimal lineup was like $45,000, $46,000. But I did still see a lot of great core cascading uh, lineups. A lot of those, a lot of those little circles in the green when your core hits. I saw a lot of those in the Slack channel, and then also Eric uh, Eric Haber, who you might better know as uh, Sheets actually sent me a big score of his. He won $23,000, including a third-place finish in the $555 contest on DraftKings. Congratulations, Eric. Uh, I've gone on with him and Bobby. He's just, you know, he's a great advocate for our industry and what we're trying to do. So always good to see uh, some good guys take home some cash as well. I also have winners for subscriptions to rickrungood.com. Dan the Man and Jay Roberts, uh, they are going to get a month subscription to rickrungood.com. I've already reached out. I'll get you set up for this week. A lot of things going on. This event starts on Wednesday which means the content schedule is going to be a little bit different. You're getting the DFS preview right now on Monday. You're going to get a betting and one and done preview on Tuesday. That's that's normal. And then the live chat this week is going to be 3 p.m. Eastern time on Tuesday. Okay, so a day early for the match play live chat. Don't forget that. Uh, There still will be the Jock Market Power Hour on Wednesday night at 8.15 p.m. Eastern Time because that's going to be for Corrales Punta Cana. There is an alternate event running to the WGC this week as well. Additionally, uh, I'm going to give away subscriptions to rickrungood.com via the bracket challenge. So you can go to pgatour.com. You can fill out a bracket. I've already created a private group that you can enter. The link will be in the description and a link to the bracket and some some of the stuff that you're going to see in this video will also be in the description as well. I've compiled a lot of great information for everybody. Uh, The password in all caps is R. R-R-G. That's right. I'll put it here at the bottom. R-R-G. That's the password that gets you in. Here's what I'll do. If you win the bracket challenge, I'll give you a year subscription to rickrungood.com. If you finish second, I'll give you six months. Finishes third through eighth, I'll give you a month subscription. There you go. I'll give out a bunch of subscriptions. You finish in the top eight, you get something. I have no idea how many people to expect. Maybe if we get a lot more, uh, a couple hundred or whatever, I'll uh, I'll, I'll add some more. But the, the link is in the, in the description. Good luck with that. The other link in the description is the full match play history since 2015 for every player, whether they're in this field or not. It is a tool that I've whipped up and put on rickrungood.com for free. Figure I'm not going to charge you for it. There's plenty of great stuff behind the behind the paywall. We'll talk about how, how you're going to use that uh, later. But if you want to check out the match play results, uh, since this format has changed, you can do that. The link is in the description. Have fun. The format is important this week. Uh, I'll talk more about it here in a second, but uh, if you want to watch the tournament preview, that's already been posted. That dropped on Sunday on the Rick Run Good YouTube channel. Um, that gets that that'll talk through how this is going to work over the next five days instead of four days. 
But I think that's it for announcements. Let me let me pull up the bracket and we will jump into uh, the big mistake that everybody is going to make and how you're going to avoid it. All right, so here's the bracket. I'm hoping that uh, that you guys can all see this pretty well. This just dropped on Monday morning. And the way that this works, and they started doing this since, since 2015, is they took the top 16 players in the field and they placed them each in their own group. And then they drew from three different pools of players to fill out the rest of these groups. And for the first three days, uh, every single golfer is going to play one another. So for example, let's look at group one. Group one is Dustin Johnson, Kevin Na, Robert McIntyre. I spelled his name wrong. There we go. And Adam Long. That means on day one, Dustin Johnson is going to play Adam Long, and then he'll play Kevin Na, and then he'll play Robert McIntyre. And each match is worth one point. If you win it, you get the full point. If you have it, you get half a point. At the end of the first three rounds, whoever has the most points is going to move on to the Sweet 16. Okay. If there is a tie, they will go to a sudden death tiebreaker on what would that be Friday afternoon to break the tie to see who's going to win the group. Getting out of the group is essential, right? I mean, not only are you uh, playing well, but it gives you an opportunity to move on. And a lot of the times the winner or, or the top seed in the group does not make it out of the group. Okay. Only five of the 16 top seeds in 2019, which is the last year we played this, made it out of the group. There's going to be chaos. Keep that in mind. Only five of 16 in 2019 made it out. The other big thing for this week, uh, the DraftKings scoring system is different. It is not birdies, bogeys, anything like that. It is about how many holes you win, lose, and have, and then how many matches you win. So if you've never seen match play before, it is literally one golfer against another. If I make a three and you make a four, I win that hole. If we both make a four, nothing happens. We move on. Uh, you can concede holes. So like if you hit two out of bounds and you're like, let's not waste any more time. I concede this hole is yours. No problem. If you make an eight on a hole and I make a three, you only lose one hole. So so disaster holes don't really matter. Um, and it's a, it's a completely different strategy game. So let me pull up the, the DraftKings scoring here. So if you win a hole, you get three points. If you have a hole, you get 0.75. And if you lose a hole, you get minus 0.75. And for every hole you don't play, you get 1.6 points. What does that mean, Rick? Well, if you are up five holes with four to go, uh, they don't continue playing. Like the, the golfers on the course say, okay, well, it's over. I can't come back and beat you. I can't come back and tie. It's over. For those four holes that were not played, uh, they will be awarded to uh, the winning golfer. They do not get awarded to the losing golfer. So you don't get credit uh, for getting blown out, right? You don't get those holes, those holes not played bonuses uh, for, for, for getting smoked. So ideally, you not only want to win, have your golfers win the match, you want them to win it in a big way. You want them to run up the score. Additionally, you'll get a, a, a bonus for streak of three consecutive holes won in a match or if you did not lose a hole. So that's essentially like saying birdie streak on a normal week or uh, a bogey free round, so to speak. They're just trying to figure out different ways, different ways to do this. If you win the match, you get five points. If you have the match, you finish, uh, or you get, you get two points for that. The big thing, the huge gaping thing that everyone is going to screw up this week is how to build lineups. And the last time we had this 2019, about 35% of lineups were built suboptimally, meaning they were 
pretty much drawing dead to the big prize. Uh, obviously you can still make money. You can still have, have a good, a good lineup, but you need to be optimal about building your lineups. And we're going to talk a lot about this here. So think about how this bracket's going to work. Um, guys from group one, whoever wins group one is going to play group 16. Whoever wins group nine is going to play the winner of, of group eight. And they're going to go on and on and on. So obviously you don't want to roster Dustin Johnson and Kevin Na on the same team. They are in the same group. Not only are they going to play one another, where in theory, one of them is going to win and one of them is going to lose, or at best, they're going to have it. Uh, only one of these guys can move on. So you are already setting yourself up for failure by playing two golfers from the same group. Now, a lot of people don't do that, but think about it. If you're not looking at the bracket and you're just in DraftKings or you're on your phone and you're just looking at the salaries, you say, oh, I like Dustin Johnson. I like Kevin Not. You're not even thinking about what group or what placement they are in. Um, so, so most people aren't going to do group, you know, two guys from the same group, but what they do do constantly is they will have two guys from say one guy from group one and one guy from group 16, where if those guys advance, they're going to play each other immediately. It's bonkers. You want to make sure that your golfers, when they finally do meet, because if you're, if your six golfers continue to advance on, they will eventually meet. You want them to meet as late as humanly possible, ideally in the elite eight. That's where they should be meeting. So if you have Dustin Johnson in a lineup, you should never have anybody else from group one or group 16 in that lineup because you are capping yourself on points. So for example, if I wanted to roster Dustin Johnson, uh, so I actually, I actually look at these in, in quadrants actually, right? So a quadrant would be, uh, you know, this group right here. So, so each, each pot, it's four pods. So the upper left-hand quadrant would be group one, group 16, group nine, and group eight. You should have one golfer in every, from, from your lineup, you should have one golfer from that quad, one golfer from the bottom left quad, one golfer from the upper right quad, and one golfer from the lower right quad. In every single lineup, you should have one of each of those. That ensures that you at least have four guys that, in theory, could make it to the final four all at the same time. So now you have to fill out two other roster spots. So uh, whatever, whatever player that you've taken from the quadrant, you want to take from another group. That doesn't make sense. You want to take from two groups away. So if you have Justin Thomas as your group two or as your as your upper right-hand quadrant, your other guy from that quadrant needs to be from group 10 or seven. So they're going to meet in the elite eight, but you at least are able to have them advance as far as possible. What you also don't want to do is you don't want to get four guys on the same side of the bracket. So for example, if your lineup is, and, and you probably can't do this, but let's say your lineup is, Justin Thomas, Corey Connors, um, Cantlay, that wouldn't be right. Yeah, Cantlay and Harris English. Like, these guys are just going to run into one another. You can't have four guys on the same side. You need three on the left side, three on the right, with your third guy coming from an opposite group. Okay? So, ways to do this. Um, well, I've built 300 lineups by hand. It's it's difficult and challenging. Um, I will show you the Rick Rungood lineup optimizer that's going to make your life a lot easier for this because you're going to be able to write rules uh, to to separate all these guys out and to make sure that you are building these absolutely correctly. 
having any number of lineups that are built optimally, that alone is going to give you a positive expected value this week. That alone. Um, so build build op- lineups optimally. Don't build them suboptimally. Don't put guys in the same groups or the same quads or from you know four or five from the same side. That would be that would be lunacy. Uh, so building the structure of your lineups is way more important than actually who is in your lineups. Believe it or not, especially because of how volatile this tournament has been. Just getting optimally built lineups is one the number one priority. The other thing you might want to consider, or you definitely you should consider, uh, is the path. The path to victory. Who would guys face? First of all, if you get out of your group, that's great. Who's got a weak group? Who's got a strong group? And then who has the path? So I think, and we'll talk more about specific players in a second, but just as an example, the the John Rahm path is sublime. It's probably the best path to the final four. Um, now, whether he gets, I mean, he's still an underdog to get there, right? We've seen chaos over the years, but Rom's group of, of Ryan Palmer, Shane Lowry, Sebastian Munoz is not only a friendly group, he's buddies with Ryan Palmer, uh, but he is the clear cut favorite in this group. The opposite group of that, so if John Rahm advances out of the Sweet 16, he gets to face the winner of Group 14. Well, Group 14 is led by Daniel Berger, who withdrew last week and has been dealing with a rib injury. That doesn't elicit a whole lot of confidence. Harris English, who's been on a a really poor stretch. And then the two uh, lower seeds, or higher seeds, I don't know how you say that, the worst seeds, Brendan Todd and Eric Van Ruen. So if John Rahm gets out of this group, he gets to play a pretty weak Group 14. Uh, then if he advances to the Elite Eight, who would he play? Well, by that chance, it would be Rory, who I actually will we'll talk about this week. I I, I kind of like a little bit. Um, would, you know, maybe Rory's out of that group or Cam Smith or Lonto or Ian Poulter, like whoever comes out of Group 11. And then Group 6 has Xander in it, which Xander's awesome and would be a challenge for John Rahm, but Xander might not make it out of Group 6. That's got Scotty Scheffler, Jason Day, and Andy Sullivan in it. That's a tough group. So so John Rahm's path to the to the final four is is wide open. It's still going to be difficult for him to get there, but these are the things you have to start thinking about. You know, you look at Justin Thomas's path. Justin Thomas is probably in the group of death. Louis Ustase and Kevin Kisner, Matt Kuchar, I'll show you this a little bit later, have been absolutely dominant at this event. Uh, if he gets out of that group, who would he have to play? Group 15's weird, right? It's got Matthew Fitzpatrick. It's got Matthew Wolf. I don't know what to expect expect from Wolf. It has Connors and it has Jordan Spieth. What if Jordan Spieth gets hot? Like, does, does JT have to play Spieth in round two? And then he'd have to play the winner of maybe Cantlay's group or Reed's group. Like, like Justin Thomas's path is just much more difficult to get to the final four than John Rahm's is. Now they both could get there or neither of them could get there. Uh, but it, it's, it's really, you gotta look at the path to victory here and, and how I'm starting to um, determine the, the strength and difficulty of, of these paths is with this new tool that I dropped on, on rickrungood.com. So you can access it from the cheat sheet or you can access it under PGA tools, uh, hover over cheat sheet and go to match play history. This is free. It is not behind the paywall. I figured let's just have fun and do it. Uh, And this is since 2015 when this format changed all of the, uh, the, the, the records, all of the scores, all of the matches. So when I look at this and I've just got it sorted over here on the right hand side, you know, the total number of points that these guys have scored uh, since 2015. Well, that Justin Thomas group that I'm referring to has Louis Oosthuizen in it, who is 17 and seven, the most points scored by any golfer 
and he's done it without a victory. So it means that he's just constantly in contention. And if you click his name, you can see he's finished uh, fifth, second, failed to get out of his group, finished ninth, and finished fifth. So he's been making a deep run in all of these. So that's part one of, of JT's group. Part two is Kevin Kisner, who has the third most points of anybody in this field since 2015, and Matt Kuchar, who has the sixth most. So JT is just absolutely in a group of depth. So this is what I would be going through and looking at. This is just the match play only. You could, of course, go look up the Ryder Cup and the President's Cup stuff. I kept it out. It's different. You know, they do have the Sunday, the Sunday singles where it's just mano y mano, but a lot of the times it's 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 partners, it's alternate shot, it's it's best ball. Like I I just didn't think it was as relevant to this setup right here. So I just kept the WGC match play results since the tournament has been uh, played in this format. So this is where you can quickly go and see all of the different uh, matchups. Uh, maybe I'll add a, a button for groups num group number up here so you can click into the into the groups. But this is a really good way to kind of see how difficult some of these um, some of these pods might actually be. All right, so here it is, the lineup building process. This this is the most critical part. You know, I, I've, I've built these by hand, um, 300 of them. It took me all night long. Uh, you're delirious by the end. So if you have access to something like this, like a, uh, a lineup optimizer, I highly suggest you use it. And, and this is mine at rickrungood.com that's going to help you with this. And if you've seen this optimizer before, you know a couple of things. Um, it is certainly not the most robust optimizer that there is out there on uh, the face of the earth. That's by design. But also by design, it is very, very flexible. You can project off of any metric that you want. Projected points, which I already have loaded in, strokes gained, win equity, whatever you want. Plug in anything you want, you can project off of that metric. That's what I like. It is incredibly flexible. And it has player rules that were specifically added for this tournament. The ability to write rules. And if you've never seen this tutorial or this, this optimizer before, I'll link a tutorial in the description so you can see it kind of in action. But let me walk you through what the idea is. So we're going to write a bunch of rules. We're going to write like eight rules or 10 rules. And, and they're basically going to be groups of eight golfers. And we're going to say at most, we only want eight of the, or one of these eight golfers. Uh, and then we're going to write another rule that says, only have three from each side. So that basically ensures that we are not going to get golfers in the same group or the adjacent group, and we are not going to get four, five, or six golfers from the same side of this bracket. So everything that gets pumped out, in theory, then will be optimally built. So let me show you how we're going to do this. Um, you know, it's it's going to take me a couple of minutes. You can you can certainly fast forward if you want. I think it's worth a couple of minutes if you just want to see what's going on, just so you can wrap your head logistically around what's happening here. So for the eight rules, um, these are these are two groups at a time. So I'm going to go into player groups, and I'm going to just start typing in these names. So Dustin, jo I'm going to start at the top left. Dustin Johnson, Kevin Na, Robert McIntyre, Adam Long, Sung Jay, Victor Perez, Leishman. You got to make sure you get these right. You don't you don't want to mess these up. Russell Henley. Okay. So of these of this first group, we want at most one of them that ensures we never get two guys from the same group, two guys from uh, a group and it's adjacent group. So that's, that's rule number one. Rule number two, same thing. We're just going to continue to move down. Bryson, Tommy, Siwoo. Again, don't click the wrong name. That would be, that would be ugly if you did. Rosner, Finau, Kokrak, Zalatoris, and Dylan Fratelli. 
one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight golfers, and at most one of them. And we're going to add that rule. So we're going to do this six more times. So you can, you can certainly fast forward or, uh, or you can stay with me here. Uh, we're just going to continue to go. Webb Simpson, Paul Casey. And again, you know, when I start thinking about what, what do you want to optimize off of, um, the good news is you can really optimize off anything. You know, I'm certainly going to do projected points, although, um, you know, the format being different, I wouldn't lean so much on projected points. You could also do, um, win equity. So when the, when the odds for the winning, the groups come out, I'll probably turn that into, uh, you know, implied win equity to get out of your group. And maybe I'll, I'll, I'll optimize on that or I'll optimize on strokes gained. If you go to the cheat sheet on rickrungood.com, there is an optimizer download where you can download the, the strokes gain metrics. So that's good. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. At most one of these guys, we're going to add this. So that's three of them. So we've done Dustin Johnson, we've done Bryson, we've done Webb. So we have to do Hovland's group. Hovland answer. Burned, feeling the burned. Streel, who's kind of sneaky. Colin, Horschel, Homa, whoops, Homa, and Poston. And again, at most one of these guys. It's going to take you a couple minutes to build it out the first time, but then you should be ready to rock and roll. So I've done the left side of the bracket. Let's do the right side of the bracket. Thomas, Louie, King Louie, Kiz, and Kucher. Have to go, then it's next with Fitzpatrick, Wolf, Corey, and Spieth. That is our fifth. And again, at most one. Add that. Next up is Cantlay. And after I do these, this first set, I'll show you what it's doing here. And then we're going to add two more rules to really fix this up and make sure that we are getting the optimal builds. But I'll show you what's happening here. So Brian Harmon. And then it is Reed. Neiman. Almost clicked Berger. That would have been bad. Uh, Bez. And Bubba. One, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. I'm going quickly. You should go slower and uh, make sure that you have all the players in or else you're going to get an error message later. So that was Cantlay's group. One, two, three, four, five, six. So I have two more. So this should be Shoffley, Scheffler. That's tough to say back to back. Day, Sullivan, Rory. I mean, imagine doing this by hand. Actually, I don't have to imagine doing this by hand. I've done this by hand. It was absolutely brutal. Uh, Poulter. All right. And we've got one more. So that's at, at most one. And then we've got one more, which is Burger, English, Todd, Eric, Van Ruyen, Rom, Ryan Palmer. That's actually pretty interesting. Rom and Palmer, Lowry. And Seb Munoz. So at most one of these. So now I have eight rules of eight players a piece to get to 64, right? Uh, let me, I have two more rules to write, but let me show you what this is doing now. And when I go to do my, my build, so I'll do a new build. Let's just do, I don't know, let's just do four lineups just so we can see them. Call this test one. And if I've done every, and you can do, I mean, you can change the number of uniques. You can change your max player exposure, your salaries, your total owned, your randomness, all that stuff. But just for our purposes, let me just generate four and see if this worked. <laughs> All right, so here we go. So uh, if this is done right, I've got 
I don't have anybody in the same group or the adjacent group. So let me let me confirm that. So the first lineup is Finau, Hatton, Smith. So that would be uh, looking at the bracket here. It would be Finau, Hatton, Smith is over here. Smith, Hideki, Louie, Hideki, Louie, and Homa. So... If you can see the names that I've bolded, this has done exactly what we have asked it to. We have said, uh, do not put them in the same group or an adjacent group, which they have not. All, all of these rules were accurate. Now, this would be, this would in theory be a lineup that I could roll out because it has Cameron Smith right here. He's not going to meet anybody else in this matchup uh, until the final four. Hideki and Louie would eventually meet in the uh, in, in the elite eight, that's fine. That's the first time for them to meet. Then on the opposite side, you have the same thing. Finau and Homa wouldn't meet until the elite eight. And then Hatton has a clear path to the final four before he meets anybody else. So this is a correct, a correctly built, optimally built lineup. Now, the other thing that we need to add just as another precaution is we only want at most three from each side. Um, I guess there's probably not a chance. I guess there was a chance it could have picked one of these guys down here so it could have picked from group 2 10 6 and 14 and followed the current rules but it would still be a suboptimal lineup so we have to write two more rules and they're going to be a bit longer because we're going to say of all these six of all these 32 golfers only at most three and of these at most three so you can certainly fast forward it's going to take me about two minutes or so maybe three minutes um but we've got to write these and and let me just i mean there's we just we have to get it right we just have to get it right so um, I'm just going to unbold these so that I don't forget later. Okay. So we're going to go back to our optimizer and we're going to go back to our players and let's write, let's write two more rules. All right. So this one is going to be Dustin, Kevin, nah, Robert. This reminds me of the old days when I used to do like spreadsheet golf during quarantine and like I would just read off a bunch of names in a spreadsheet uh, all week long and you guys would tune into the live shows. It was awesome. Victor Perez, Leishman, Henley. Also, I want to rem remember to do, there's one other rule that I think could be interesting in writing um, that I want to try out. So I'm going to do Webb, Casey. Hughes, Gooch. You know, this optimizer literally built with, with this in mind, which gets me, gets me all amped up. Hatton, Westwood, Sergio Garcia, Wallace. Okay. Scroll down, make sure I have it here. So I'm just looking on my other screen or just looking elsewhere that I have, uh, The bracket, right? Obviously, I'm, I'm linking the bracket, so you can certainly follow follow along with that. Rosner. Sibu Kim, Rosner. Finau. And what's nice is when you start typing in names, uh, you, you, can't, you can't do them again. So actually, my list is getting shorter every time I put one in, which makes this a little bit easier. That was Fratelli, so this should be Hovland. Answer. Burned. Streelman, Morikawa, Horschel, Homa, and Poston. All right, so that's halfway done. 
Halfway done. All right, so now at, this needs to be at most three. So we're just adding another rule, at most three. And then we're going to go to the right side of the bracket, and we're going to do the same thing. So we're almost there. And then I have one more that I think is going to be really interesting in terms of strategy to be different. Um, there's one more rule I want to mess around with that I think is going to be fun. Kucher Kisner. And then it's going to be uh, the two mats. So Fitzpatrick and Wolf. It's going to be Corey Spieth. Can't lay, I'm gonna memor, I'm gonna have this bracket memorized here shortly. Can't lay Hideki, Carlos, Harmon, Reed, Neiman, Bez and Bubba, and then we are gonna get just a few more here. Shoffley Scheffler, Shoffley Scheffler, Day. Sullivan, Rory, Cam, Lonto, Poulter, couple more, Berger, English, Todd, whoops, Todd, Ruin, Rom, Palmer, Lowry, Munoz. Okay. And again, at most three. So in theory, these rules have now forced us to generate optimal lineups. Let's just confirm that with our new build. We'll do again, four lineups. I'll call this uh, test two so that I know it's not really a test. I've, I've been testing this. So here we go. So this lineup now is um, Finau, Hatton, Smith, Hideki, Louis, Homa. Let's just confirm that. Finau, Homa, Hideki, Hatton, Smith and Louie. Yep. Cool. Yeah. So again, now this is going to generate that this is this is great. This is going to generate a bunch of really optimal lineups. So I can do this as many as I want, right? Up to 150 at a time. Uh, and I can change the metrics and I can change the randomness and I can do all that fun stuff over the course of the next couple of days, which I'm certainly going to be doing. Now, if I'm really feeling frisky, which I think I kind of am, I, I want to consider one more rule here. And I think this is going to allow me to, to get a lot of leverage. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, only five of the 16 top seeds have gotten through last year. That's pretty historic. It's pretty much the same rate every year since we've gone to group play. There are a lot of top seeds that are going to get bounced. What I would also consider is writing a rule around the top seeds and saying at most... I don't know. What would be a good number? Seven, eight. I think eight would be probably a lot. If you want to get really freaky, say only three of them get through. So it, it, it's going to really generate. Uh, it's going to be awesome. So let me just show you what that rule would look like. So we're back in here. It would be Dustin, Webb, Sungjae, Hatton, Bryson, Finau, Hovland, Morikawa, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, those are those eight. And then it would be Justin Thomas, uh, Fitzpatrick, Cantlay, Reed, Xander, Rory, 
burger rom. And you can this 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 is certainly up to you to decide. Let's say uh, I only want um, at most seven of these guys getting through, and I'll add that rule. So now I've got my my bases covered here, and, and now I want I kind of want to run a lot of lineups. So let's do like a hundred just to kind of see what the exposure would be, and let's generate these. This might take a second. There's a lot of rules it has to go through, a lot of calculations it has to go through. This might take this might take 30 seconds or a minute. Let's see. All right, here we go. So now I've got a hundred lineups generated. Oh yeah. Okay, so it's got my exposure. So Hideki comes up in a lot. So I would obviously uh load in how often uh one single player shows up or something like that, but it this worked. This this built a hundred optimal lineups that only allowed um what I say, seven or eight of the top players to get through. So what you can do is you could literally export this and you could upload this into DraftKings, right? Like it's it's that simple. This would export a CSV, you would update your lineups that way. So I I think this is uh, a fun tool, a killer tool in general, but this week more than any, uh, absolutely critical. So I'm going to, I'm going to mess around with the rules. I'm going to mess around with what, what I want to use to project this over the next couple of days, but this is, this is awesome. So let's talk about some of these players individually. Um, you, you know, uh, I think a lot of the times in match play, and this, this kind of hurts my heart is you can kind of throw out, uh, you know, a lot of the stats you can, you can lean on, uh, good putters. You can lean on, uh, different types of things, but, but let's be real here. Like who, who's who's likely to find success? I think there's a couple of interesting options for this week. You know, Bryson DeChambeau is coming out of group five. He's the favorite. I think he absolutely should be. Imagine how devastating it's going to be to play against Bryson as he is bombing it past you on every single hole. You are going to hit your approach shot uh, basically first every single time, which then in match play gives Bryson a lot more information. If you have to hit first and you go in the water, if you hit first and you stuff one close, like whatever you do, Bryson's gonna know. And also the weird thing about Bryson, and and again, this is all anecdotal and narrative stuff. He cares, right? I feel like a lot of match play is caring. Like Bryson cares about this stuff. Uh, He's trying to win. He's trying to be the best. Some of these guys are there catching their paycheck, working on their game, whatever. Bryson's trying to win. Um, which makes him really dangerous in a group of Tommy Fleetwood, Siwoo Kim, Antoine Rosner. And the other thing with, with, with Bryson is he's also a good putter. And we talk all the time about match play, like the first ball in. If you, if you get your ball in the cup first, usually because you rolled in a putt, that is such a huge advantage. It puts a lot of pressure on your opponent to make an eight-foot par putt, for example, to have the hole. If you can constantly put yourself in that position uh, or your opponent in that position, it grinds on them all day long. That's how you win in match play. So he has the combination of everything, the the ability to put you in the ringer off the tee and then also kind of get his ball in the hole first, at least roll in some putts. It's terribly terrifying if you are playing up against Bryson DeChambeau. Some of the other guys that I think are... Uh, would be tough to play against. Like Patrick Cantlay, I think would be really difficult to play against. He is not only slow, uh, he's really good, which I think could be super annoying if you're playing against him. He would have a, a, a match with, if he got out of group 10, with potentially Patrick Reed or Joaquin Neiman or whoever comes out of group seven, which is a little bit, you know, it's it's not a great path, but I'm 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 generally okay with it. Uh the other things that I think we have to consider is some of these guys who are trying to get right, specifically Rory McElroy, 
I believe is much more appealing in a match play setting than he is in a uh, stroke play setting at the moment, right? He has he has not won since 2019. Do you also know what he hasn't done since 2019? He hasn't played a match play event. And the the thing about winning a stroke play event is you have to beat to beat 140 or 150 other golfers. You got to be perfect. You got to have your absolute A plus game, no doubt about it. You don't in match play. Right, it's the same of like winning a GPP versus doubling up and winning money in a cash game. You just got to be better than fifty-one percent. So you got to be better than the one other guy that you're playing against. And and Rory, the disaster hole doesn't really matter, right? If he makes a double, he makes a triple. He loses one hole. It's okay. It's not as devastating as it is in stroke play. Uh, I'm worried about his putter. Yes, of course, but but I, I really think a change in format for someone like Rory would be important. Also, Spieth has a pretty not great draw here, right? I mean, and the and the odds to bet him aren't great, uh, but like he's, he would have to play group two, which is Justin Thomas's group second, if he even gets out of his own group. But I imagine playing against Jordan Spieth would be pretty frustrating. You know, if he's spraying it, still making par, still getting back into position, rolling putts in, which he tends to do, that would be absolutely terrifying. Um, you know, Sungjae, I, I like Sungjae's uh, skill set for this. I hate his path, right? He would have to run into Dustin Johnson. And Dustin Johnson pretty objectively has the easiest easiest path out of his own group. Um, Kevin Na can get can get sneaky hot with the putter at times, uh, or not sneaky hot with the putter at times. He, can, he gets hot with the putter, which is sneaky good in match play. Robert McIntyre, Adam Long are there. Like, I... I I would expect Dustin Johnson to get out of this group. So he'd run into Sungjae in the next group, which would be a little bit concerning. But, um, you know, go look at this stuff. You know, to go back to, go back to Rory McIlroy, Rory 16-6-2 in this event. He won it in 2015. Uh, he had another Final Four finish in 2016. He, he made it to the Sweet 16, made it out of his group in 2019. Uh, it's, it's, it's really interesting what he has been able to do. The other things that I would note is, you know, when you look at the seeding, uh, you know, Kevin Kisner, when he won this, was the 48 seed. Uh, when Bubba Watson won this, he was the 35 seed. So we have seen a, a lot of volatility in, in hand in hand with that number I mentioned earlier, where only five out of 16 golfers are getting through, or last year, five of the 16 top seeds got through to uh, the elimination round. I mean, there's just a, a huge leverage spot in embracing that volatility for this week. And you can see some guys just haven't had success. You know, Tony Finau's three and three in his two trips. Um, Webb Simpson is three, seven and two. That's shocking to me. Like why is Webb Simpson three, seven and two? He's one of the best players in the world. You could argue he's too nice. You could argue him and Tony Finau are not finding success because they're too nice, right? I mean, think about it. You you can concede a putt to your opponent. Oh, that's four feet for par to have the hole. Maybe that's good. Or maybe maybe the playing uh, a partner is not as intimidated by a Tony Finau or a Webb Simpson. It's there's so much mental. I, I wish there was there was a, a magic formula for match play. There's not. Embrace it this week um, and see how far it can take you. All right, I hope that was very valuable. I hope that you guys geek out as much as I do over this. I think the edge is huge this week, and I'm hoping to see a lot of uh, great screenshots uh, a week from now. So yeah, best of luck. Let me know if you have any questions. I know that's a lot. Tweet me at Rick Rungood. Leave a comment below. I'll talk to you guys soon.